Hey fam, if you're a faithful listener, I know you're probably sitting there and you're just like, where, where was that introduction? Where was our cold open? We did not get what we usually get with Stay Watching. Well, um, I told you at the beginning of this season that I'd be doing a few things that are a little bit different. This is one of those things. This is what we're going to call a bonus episode right now. Um, I thought about uh, using the old uh, podcast title, LM2 Talks, for these bonus episodes. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. This is going to evolve over time. This is a learning process for all of us. But what I wanted to do today and what I'm going to be doing with these bonus episodes is really... You know, I might be revisiting a topic of a podcast that I recorded earlier. I might be talking about a specific news story that I see that week that really interests me. I'm going to try to keep these short and sweet, but you know me, I can sometimes talk a little bit too much. Basically, what I want to do is give you a little bit of the background of that thing that I'm talking about, how it relates to some of the past episodes of the podcast, if it does. Um as well as kind of what the implications of that thing are. And so for this specific bonus episode, uh, as you might have been able to tell from the title, Warner Media has basically announced that they're going to go all in on HBO Max. And when I say that, what I mean is they just announced that basically what they are going to be doing is all new movies in their 2021 slate are going to be released on HBO Max for 31 days at the same time that they are released in theaters. So so let me let me just just kind of pull that back again. So Warner Media you know, they make, you know, if you love stuff like the the Harry Potter movies or or DC stuff like that, you know, the new Tom and Jerry movie that's going to come out they are based uh dune you know that big dune movie that's being worked on they're basically saying that all right you're really looking forward to the new the suicide squad movie they're going to release the suicide squad in theaters and at the same time that is released in theaters where it can obviously you know because we're still in a pandemic by the time some of these movies come out the pandemic is still going to be a thing let's be real they are going to also be releasing it on HBO Max for 31 days alongside that theatrical release. And that's that's wild. That's a game changer. I know for those of you that listen religiously, the first episode of the second season of the podcast was all about can movie theaters survive the pandemic? And the second episode that I recorded was all about streaming services. And Obviously, this is the collision of those two ideas. This, in a lot of ways, if more than just Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers is one of the big studios making movies right now. Uh, The biggest one is probably Disney. And basically, the way that this is looking, if Warner Brothers and like at least one or two of the other studios do this, this might be a death blow for theaters. And, and and again, this isn't saying that this will completely dismantle like all theaters, because I think, you know, you're going to have your art house cinema that is always going to have that place. People are going to want to see that, you know, th- they're going to be theaters. Like, let me let me put it this way. Someone somewhere will own a theater. They will be getting copies of these movies. They will be putting out them out there. 
It just may not be, there may not be an AMC every 10 miles you're driving down or a, or a Regal or whatever. So I think what we're going to see is a lot more people who are going to opt to have these cinematic experiences in the comfort of their own home because let's face it, like HBO Max is fairly reasonably priced. And for the price of essentially a movie ticket each month, you could potentially, depending on how many releases Warner is putting out a month, you could be seeing two to three brand new films each month. Plus, you know, obviously you get access to all the great HBO shows and content, all of the, you know, back catalog that they have there, all the DC shows, blah, 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 blah. I'm a little bit of an unofficial HBO Max evangelist. I, I really do like the service. I think for me, it probably has the content that I'm the most interested in out of all of the streaming services. But again, that's just that's just me. But I don't know, like this is just a game changer. And at the time that I'm recording this bonus episode, this news is brand new, so this might change. And uh, obviously I will record a follow-up, another a bonus bonus episode if, if something changes with this. But that's such big news. And I mean, you know, part of what I'm sure they're going to be looking at is how successful this is does doing this, does going this direction make it easier for them to sell HBO Max subscriptions? Because let's be real, I, I talked about this in my What Makes a Good Streaming Service episode of the podcast. HBO Max did not have the best launch. It did not nearly, it did not nearly have the success that Warner Media wanted it to have right off the bat. There was a lot of issues with the HBO name and, and the products that were out there already and confusion about what people were getting with it. And something like this, it, it, it's almost like a no-brainer for them because hey, subscribe to our service and you will get first run movies with your subscription. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna have direct to HBO or direct to Max originals that you can watch right there. All of that, a lot of that stuff is really good quality, but now we're gonna take that like $300 million blockbuster that usually, you know, you might have to wait two to three to four to five to six months to watch at home depending on how successful it is, now you'll be able to watch it the same day that it drops in theaters. And, and that's just like, that's mind boggling. Like this entire time during the pandemic, as theaters were shuttering, as movie release dates have been getting pushed back, a lot of what you've been hearing from people were just release it on streaming. You know, just put it on HBO Max, just put it on Netflix, whatever. People are hungry for this. And you know, let's be real probably what we're going to see with this and and you know I, I i think we're going to see depending on how popular this is because you know you have to remember like we are beta beta testing everything that we use right now depending on the success of this warner media warner media could decide hey this is more lucrative for us we're gonna you know you're gonna get 20 movies you know each year that are released in theaters and on hbo max and we're just going to raise the price a little bit you know so rather than paying you know 15 dollars or whatever it is a month you know maybe you're gonna have to pay 20 or 25 dollars a month for it but it, it still is somewhat reasonable 
compared to, again, the, the price of a, of a single ticket or if you're taking a family to the theater, it, it's just it, it's mind boggling. And so there's a part of me that's really excited to see what this looks like, especially in the midst of the pandemic. The issue that I have, though, and, and I've talked about this in the past for me. The theater experience is very important. And I hope that once we get on the other side of the pandemic, I can still have that experience because, you know, someone someone commented on this when I when I shared this post on my own Facebook page. But it is one of those kind of scary things where it's like, all right, like I enjoy the theater experience so much. I enjoy looking forward to seeing films in theaters if they're just going to be released on streaming. Am I going to have that same level of excitement for them? And, and I think that's going to be something that it's going to take me a little while to wrap my head around and to figure out how I really feel about it. Um, but at the same time, you know, again, like I said, if we are still in the middle of this pandemic, if it's still not entirely safe to go to the movie theaters and, you know, like I, I, I actually just realized that I don't think I was able to talk about this on the Can Theater Survive This episode when I recorded it, but uh, I believe like two or three weeks after I recorded that episode, one of my local AMCs shut down forever. Like it, it, my favorite theater to go to to watch movies at shut down and will not co be coming back as of right now. And it's just like, am I just going to have to get used to this new streaming model? It. it it's wild because, you know, it's such a, it's, it's a sea change. Like I, I, I feel like I'm not exaggerating when I say that it really is a sea change and we're going to see how this works out. You know, I, I think for, for Warner media, I think it's going to be a slam dunk for them. Um, you know, and you know, when you, when you look at their slate, when you look at stuff like, you know, they have Godzilla versus King Kong coming out this year. They have the Suicide Squad. They have um, they have Space Jam, the, the reboot. They have Dune. Uh, they have all of these these really big properties that are that are, you know, that definitely would have done pretty well in theaters, I think. Now you potentially have a much larger audience that's going to be able to watch them at home. It's it's almost like an it's almost like a no brainer and and for me like there there are some benefits to it because I feel like if stuff is that much more accessible you know you don't have to worry about getting people out to theaters and things like that it's a lot easier to recommend a film if I can say hey you know just go onto your HBO Max account it's right there just watch it you know you don't have to you don't have to go to the theater if you don't like going to theaters you don't have to spend that extra money outside of what you're already spending for the streaming service that you're subscribed to so you know i think in some ways you know i i, I often talk about in a sense the democratization of entertainment and bringing media and bringing film to people i think there are a lot of great benefits of that happening here in the same way that I've talked about it in the past with Netflix, with having their, you know, their cinema, you know, cinema masters, you know, their the Alfonso Carones and, and Romas and Martin Scorsese and The Irishman, like with those films released on Netflix, I talked a lot about how it's making art house cinema more available to people that may not have had it before, you know, putting stuff like Parasite on Hulu, making it much more accessible. 
this is the same thing. It's just taking some of that. I, I don't want to call it lowbrow because I think, it, you know, I, I, or, or low art or anything like that. But, you know, taking these entertainment experiences that might be locked around, you know, a, a prohibitive costs for, ta again, taking a family out or even taking yourself out that you're just getting so much more with one of these streaming services that it makes it a lot more worth it. So, yeah, I think this is this is a really, you know, it's it's a harrowing time in some ways, you know, as a theater lover, like I am a person who loves, I, I, I've beaten this horse to death. Every time you hear me talk on this podcast, I find some way to mention how much I love being in a movie theater. As someone who loves that, like I, I, I'm shedding a tear right now because like, I think we can all see where this is going. But at the same time, I think this is great for entertainment and it's great for all of us in terms of being able to have more access, give more access to more people, to these entertainment products, to entertainment generally, to the world of film. Uh, I think this is an opportunity to have more conversation about film, get more people seeing things and hopefully creating, you know, a better ecosystem for people to engage with cinema, even though it might be in the comfort of their own home. You know, and I know Martin Scorsese probably hates me for saying that. Uh, he probably is sitting there thinking this is a perversion of the medium, but you know, hey, like realistically, like we gotta do what we gotta do. We, as in people who are taking in entertainment, we need to do what we need to do to actually be able to feel excited for being able to see new movies again. And these, you know, I, I, I hate to, you know, I, I love to be a, you know, capitalism isn't that great, but it's like these companies do need to figure out a new business model and they need to make it work for them. Otherwise, again, we're going to start to lose out on some of those entertainment products. So I'm really excited for this while I'm also scared about this and what it means for theaters. I think this is going to be a really interesting year. 2021 is going to be a really interesting year for cinema. Um, you know, and I'm, and I'm actually, I'll be real. I am super surprised that they made this announcement in advance of seeing how well Wonder Woman performs on HBO Max. But in some ways, I think it's a really smart move. Um, the, the other thing that I just want to add on here real quick uh, before I sign off is that one of the things that Warner Media did with HBO Max is after they made the Wonder Woman announcement, they actually, from my understanding, and I, and I could be wrong about this, I, I I will go back and I will you know put out an amendment if I need to. Um, they ended their trial period, um, so they used to have like kind of like a seven day trial period, and I believe with the announcement that that Wonder Woman is going to be running on HBO Max, um, they kind of canceled that whole you have seven days to try this thing out because they know people would just you know do the seven day trial watch you know this big name movie and then you know jump off so that's something that they did away with oh and the other thing that i just realized that um i forgot to mention or maybe i had wrong on the streaming services podcast is so wonder woman as well as all of these brand new movies that will be dropping on hbo max 
are going to be in 4K. They're going to have Dobly Atomos or Atmos like sound. They're going to be essentially the best quality versions of these films that you can watch at home, um, you know, via streaming. Uh, I would definitely suggest if you can get a wired connection to whatever your streaming box is. Um, but yeah, like that's that's wild. That's wild to me being able to experience these brand new films in 4K, in surround sound, in the best possible surround sound, in the comfort of your living room. We are alive in amazing times. That's it for this bonus episode. Stay watching is pretty much everywhere that you listen to podcasts, listen on your favorite service. If you can make sure to give me a review wherever you're listening to this or share it with a friend. If you like to share things with friends, you can reach out to me. So like if you disagree with something that I said here, you have your own thoughts or you just want to talk about this more, hit me up on social media at Larry Tron or hit up the pod. Stay watching pod. Uh, pretty much uh i'm you know i'm everywhere on social media stay watching pod is pretty much only on twitter right now we'll see if we get it other places but right now we're only on twitter hit me up hit the pod up i want to hear from you feel free to send me an email if that's more your speed larry at lm2photo.com or stay watching pod at gmail.com i will be back with a full-length episode soon though there might be another bonus episode thrown in here somewhere between now and that next longer episode. So as always stay watching fam. Peace.